0: Welcome to the Supply Chain Visibility Stories, the podcast for supply chain managers, brought to you by AXIS, the 100% supply chain visibility cloud solution provider. Supply Chain Visibility Stories is hosted by Bill Wall, a technology industry veteran and enterprise software professional.
1: Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Today marks the next in a series of discussions exploring the intersection of technology and business. Our discussions are designed to be brief and focused, and we're hoping this podcast format inspires our audience to think about how technology impacts their own organizations and to engage with us as our series continues. I'll have information about how to engage with this series and our guests at the end of today's discussion. My name is Bill Wall, and I'm honored to be the host of this series brought to you by Axis. I'm always fascinated by the business challenges faced by companies and how those challenges can be addressed by technology. We started our series looking at some of the macro trends facing companies today, including the impact of the pandemic and how that's been driving a renewed focus on global supply chains. Since then, we've been digging a bit deeper, Today, we welcome two guests, John DiPaolo, Access's Chief Strategy Officer, and Gene D. Duckett of Avery Dennison, Senior Manager, Traceability and Transparency Technologies. So let's start, John, with you. Welcome back to the program.
2: Thanks, Bill. Good to be back.
1: So let's set the stage. We've been talking about filling the gaps in transparency in the supply chain, and in particular, how companies can think about that effort from concept to execution Today we're going to dig a little further into what's going on, and in particular, issues around food packaging and food safety. Why is that so important in today's market?
2: Yeah, I think Bill, that's an interesting topic. Uh, you know, food safety and food traceability uh, has become more of a concern uh, in you know recent times as the delivery method for food has changed, as you know the amount of food moving through the supply chain you know has changed, and, and just we also have the FDA starting to look at new rules and regulations around the new era of food safety and you know i'm really excited to be talking with jeannie today because she's a true expert in the space and i think she'll give us some great insight on what the changes are um, around the you know food delivery food safety and food traceability uh and you know how that can impact companies and how companies should think about the intersection of applying technology to that problem as Mm -hmm. well as standards so that that information can be shared, you know, across multiple stakeholders. All right. Sounds good. Let's bring
1: Jeannie in. Jeannie, welcome to the program. Let's start by talking about your company. Tell us a little bit about Avery Dennison.
3: Well, thank you, uh, Bill. So Avery Dennison is actually quite an old company. Uh, We've been in business over 80 years and we are a large company and we have obviously multiple different divisions, Uh, So Avery Dennison's primarily is a material company that we do a lot of research into uh, RFID labels. We're the world's largest RFID manufacturer. But my role in Identification Solutions Group is really understanding how to identify products as they move through the supply chain and what it's going to take to drive an interoperable supply chain for the food industry.
1: You know, we've been talking on this podcast series, Jeannie, about a variety of industries, and it struck me that um, that food safety, like chemical product safety, like transportation safety, a lot of the issues are really common here. Shippers, receivers, and, and everyone in between are concerned with where products are, uh, are they safe in transport? How do we build in sustainability practices and how do we make that all come together with technology? But what makes food particularly unique?
3: Well, there's a couple things that make food particularly unique, Bill, and that was a very good observation on this whole concept of traceability. Because the concept of the underlying technologies between traceability is the same no matter what your industry, whether you're looking at a shirt and you're trying to determine if the cotton was from Wuhan, China, mm-hmm. or if you're looking at food. But some of the particular challenges in food that don't impact like the drug supply chain or the apparel industry as much is there are many more players involved. Um, so you have uh, growers you know where the food starts that then go to like a cooling house and then they pass up to seven eight times they change hands on their way to the consumer and so that presents a unique challenge that doesn't really exist in the pharmaceutical supply chain or in the apparel supply chain, which are much more vertically integrated uh, and that- then, of course, food has to be maintained as you pointed out at temperatures, which is going to make it more difficult so all along
1: those steps of the supply chain there's an opportunity for technology to provide data and information is the vast majority of it around uh, time and temperature and storage uh, or is it really more about where the product is at that moment and moving or it is a combination of all of those factors
3: well today a lot of the information that you are generating is really been focused on the supply chain or the business functionality. And the food safety people haven't been involved as much, but you correctly pointed out, Bill, that in the new era, Smarter Food Safety, uh, that this is beginning to change. Um, and so what you saw since you were dealing with supply chain people are supply chain factors, such as receipt, shipments, returns, You know, and that type of information. Now that they're starting to talk and integrate food safety into it more, you can start to integrate verification of hazardous analysis and critical control point steps or good agricultural procedures and have that information travel with that item through the supply chain.
1: But like other uh, products where supply chain focuses on rapid delivery because there's just in time manufacturing steps, when it comes to food, products, there is this issue of finding the maximum life for food. So ringing out the, the speed of the supply chain and understanding the length of products in transit becomes particularly important.
3: Well time, that is a very good call. Well, life of food is a very complex subject, and it actually has multiple factors impacting it, including temperature, uh, different types of emission of gases, wrap. But just go back to your point about shelf life. Uh, There was an ECR law center in Europe that did a study, which I talk about quite frequently, and it's referenced out on the web. Uh, They show that if you reduce uh, or increase on-shelf availability life, so they have this term called on-shelf availability life, Mm -hmm. by one day, you cut food waste by 42%. Wow.
1: That's pretty impressive. So, not only are the participants in the supply chain looking to bring together this data of all of this information about items that are in the supply chain, but increasingly the documentation of food safety issues becomes a component of managing the supply chain, right? Because governments and agencies insist that the players along the line can document every step of the supply chain. That's unique to the food industry as well, correct?
3: unique to the food industry. You always have things like right now the United States won't allow import of cotton from certain regions of the world. So you can't import a shirt made out of that material. And then there's always things like conflict uh, metals. But it's particularly difficult in the food industry, once again, because the number of times that product changes hand. So I recently worked on a seafood traceability program where the food was in four different countries before it was imported into the United States. Mm -hmm. So it went to four different countries for four steps of processing and try to maintain that unbroken chain of custody requires standards because you're having so many people touch it.
1: I suspect that we could spend an entire podcast, uh, maybe even seven podcasts on the subject uh, of, of standards. Um, But We often talk in this podcast series about the challenges uh, in the supply chain of a variety of systems bringing data points forward and being integrated. Can you give us an example of the challenges between all of these individual point solutions and when a supply chain is truly integrated from a data perspective?
3: Uh, I recently worked with a really large uh, QSR here in the United States. And they were discussing with me that they had invested actually quite a bit of money on uh, temperature systems with Bluetooth and GPS for their pallets. Mm-hmm. So that they can track their food with a pallet to get a better idea of what we were talking about, that visibility into the supply chain, where are their products, when is it going to be arriving at a DC, when is it going to be delivered to a store. Um, but then they are sharing with me a frustration that they couldn't really leverage that data with any of the rest of their data. And I'm like, well, that's because you looked at solving a problem uniquely to solving a problem. You wanted to know where your, your pallets were. So someone sold you a solution to tell you where your pallets were instead of saying, I want to, I'm looking at this as a component of my entire supply chain and I want just this data on my product as it's moving through the supply chain and Putting in a different format that might be more leverageable.
1: So I think you're making a really important point here, Jeannie, because we often talk about the unique business challenge. You talked about pallet location. Uh, we talked in an earlier podcast about damage of audio, auto parts in transit. Mm-hmm. But if you're managing the total supply chain, you're certainly interested at each point along the supply chain or the issues you're facing. But At some point, you need to step back and think holistically about how to manage the entire supply chain end-to-end. And that's what you mean when you talk about an integrated solution, correct?
3: That's correct. What you would like to do, and this is why bringing those food safety people in, as John referred to, is so critical because they have been doing this since the 70s, is come up with a food process map and Mm -hmm. draw the map, the flow of how your products end up from source into your facility. And then what they'll do is that, uh, analyze what the critical control points are in that food process map, whether it's a temperature control for distribution, uh, non-integration uh, or non-contamination during a uh, when you're making a salad, whatever your critical control point is, And then you can go to the technologist and say, this is my map. I need to track this information from here to here. And I would like to tie proof into that Mm -hmm. this is organic, that it it has no cross contamination, that this is the allergens. How do I do that? So people need to start changing the questions they're asking.
1: Right. And and focus on their technology investments so that they come together rather than a, a series of disparate projects.
3: Correct. Yeah. And look at what your overall objective are. So if your objective is to verify to your consumers that you really have organic produce and that uh, it's peanut free or nut free or allergen free, then focus on how you're going to tie that information, what information you need to on as it comes through the supply chain. So you can deliver that information to a regulatory body, to a consumer, to your in-store marketing people, whoever needs that information.
1: So before we wrap up uh, today, I do want to ask you one additional question, because in many of these podcasts, we've talked to industry experts like yourself about a a topic that is increasingly becoming important in supply chains, which is sustainability and packaging. Uh, What what advice can you give people about how technology plays a role in the sustainability topic?
3: Well, technology is critical in sustainability, Um, and there's some fascinating work in other areas like construction and stuff, but limited to food, what you're going to see is sustainability in two ways. You're going to see that the packaging is developed to keep your products fresher, your fresh produce, to maintain that product, to reduce outgassing and, and to control the things that packaging can do to keep that more uh, product more viable longer to reduce that food waste.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
3: other thing you're going to see is you're going to see a lot more both supply chain applications for usable containers as well as consumer applications for reusable containers. So you're gonna be able to start seeing um, you know, drop off points and you already are in some of your quick serve restaurants here in the United States and Europe where you might have a reusable coffee mug. And when you drop that coffee mug off, you get credited back to your account the deposit on that coffee mug. Well, in the future, you could see where multiple QSRs use the same type of uh, serving devices and people just drop it off wherever they happen to be, at the mall, at an airport, wherever they are, and they're credited back that deposit.
1: And and for our audience, just because the, the points you've made have been so compelling, uh, the term QSR, what does that stand for?
3: Quick Service Restaurant.
1: Got it. Okay, good. This has been very interesting. And I think, Jeannie, what we're going to discover is there's a wealth of opportunity in the topics we've covered around traceability, sustainability, food safety documentation to explore an additional podcast. But John, it, the, the discussion always leads back to there are so many ways a supply chain can be integrated with technology and all of this information can come forward. It could be a little daunting to companies to figure out where do I get started? What's what's your advice uh for people in the food safety or food supply chain space? How how do they get started on this journey?
2: Bill, I think that there's uh, you know, there's a, a lot of resources, you know, that are out there um, available, you know, for people to to take a look at. You know what is coming up from a regulatory perspective. You know what standards are out there. You know the new era of smarter food safety from the FDA is is a good place to to take a look at. You know and and subscribing to, you know their emails and understanding some of the different use cases that are coming and some of the different technology uses and things like that. Uh, but you know as always, the way that I like to think about things. You know when you're looking to get started, and I think Jane, Jeannie made some great points about taking a look at the process map, understanding the flow of product through your facilities and when they're in your chain of custody, and then looking at how can I capture the information um, in a way that will facilitate, you know, mandates or other requirements that are coming from government agencies, but also taking a look at those same processes and understanding how putting technology and putting traceability in place will serve as an as a catalyst for a significant return on investment for your own company. Because again, what we find is that compliance driven solutions tend to be very point specific, where ROI driven solutions can be holistic across the enterprise. And that's the way that I like to think about things. So if you can start to generate some savings um, and generate some, you know, some some process improvement through the through the use of uh, the technology as well as leveraging, uh, you know, what is coming down from a regulatory perspective, you're going to be way ahead of the game and it will become ingrained in your processes versus something that I have to do in order to support a reporting mandate or a regulation or something along those lines. So again, let's come back to thinking about how operational excellence can be worked into this process and benefits to not only the company, but the entire supply chain. And of course, John, choosing the right partners to have with you
1: along the journey will be important. So our thanks to to Jeannie Duckett of Avery Dennison, and of course, to our repeat guest, John DiPaolo, Chief Strategy Officer at AXIS. That wraps up today's podcast. My thanks to AXIS for making this podcast series possible. We welcome your comments and questions about the discussions on these podcasts. You can engage with us at the official AXIS Twitter and LinkedIn accounts. Be part of the discussion. I'm your host, Bill Wall. And for everyone at AXIS, thanks for joining. We look forward to our next podcast. Talk soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Supply Chain Visibility Stories, brought to you by AXIS, the 100% supply chain visibility cloud solution provider. Visit us on the web at axisinc.com. That's A C S I -S 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 S inc.com or join the dialogue on social media. Look for Axis Inc on LinkedIn and Twitter. Join us next time for supply chain visibility stories brought to you by
1: Axis.